Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are so grateful that you've joined us this morning. We're Brad Gray and Janine Benson, and we are trudging ahead on this uh, day uh, honoring this tragic decision, uh, the Roe v. Wade decision. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think what we need to say is we need to wake up the crew and say this is a day of remembrance of a horrible thing that happened in 73 but it's also it's our battle cry yeah it's uh time to to not be silent anymore if we have been and if we have been working hard in the pro-life movement we got to kick it up a notch because we can win this fight i think i might have said honoring i meant to say remembering yeah observing yeah Um, but anyway, we are moving forward now. We are so grateful to be joined by a voice very familiar to our listeners on Real Presence Radio. We've got Father Charles LaCroix on the line. Good morning to you, Father. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on with us. Oh, uh, it's so wonderful to hear your voice, Father. We miss you in these parts. Likewise. And you know, you were talking about the 1973 Supreme Court decision, Roe versus Wade, on this very day, January 22nd, and... It eerily harkens back to a previous Supreme Court decision in 1857 that was called the Dred Scott decision, and in that decision, exactly by a margin of seven justices to two, they said that the African-American human being was not a person under law. And so, fast forward to 1973, and again, a 7-2 decision, Roe versus Wade, they said that the human being in the womb is not protected by law. It's not a person to be protected by law. And so, early, like I said, the two decisions are similar, and they both basically said the same thing, that a segment of our population is not worthy of our love and protection. And yeah, definitely this is a dark day, but as Janine said, we want to make it uh, better. In, in other words, we want this day ultimately to be a day of victory. Just like Jesus, you know, it, Good Friday, mm-hmm. called Good Friday, because the worst thing that could ever happen, human beings put Jesus to death, yeah. that turned out to be allowed by the Father so that we could all have redemption and forgiveness of our sins. So the Lord is allowing this for a greater glory, and we just, like Janine said, we have to work at it and uh, not give up. Right. Right, right. Well, we're just so grateful that you're here to talk to us about, you know, on this day with Roe v. Wade, I mean, there, I don't know of another person who does more for the fight uh, for the unborn than you. And I know there's many, many people that work hard, Father, but I certainly was was blessed uh, to be able to work with you and getting our kids out to D.C. And, um, you know, it's it's a day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children and Roe v. Wade falling on the same day, but uh, yeah, it, you're, it, exa- you're exactly right. You know, the uh, the young people are going to be the generation that has to end this scourge. You know, they didn't get us into this, but they're going to have to be the ones to get us out of this. And the great thing about the March for Life coming up in a couple of days, but the great thing about the March for Life is that it's predominantly young people. If you look, mm-hmm. I would say, I would guess 70, at least 70% of people out there are either high school or college-age students, and so mm-hmm. that bodes very well for the future, and a lot of people say, well, that's the future, but actually it bodes well for right now, because they are in the pro-life movement now, and they are making a difference, and, you know, the reason why they're in D.C. is because that's where it all started in D.C., you know, the Supreme Court back in 1973, 
and the march actually ends where it all began at the Supreme Court. So they go, they march down Constitution Avenue, and they end it all there at the Supreme Court where it all started. So, yeah, we have to continue to work, and we have to use spiritual weapons. The mass is the greatest weapon. That's why when you know when the contingents out there, they're only uh, centered around mass, and that's great because it's in Jesus' sacrifice, his offering of himself, that holocaust, that ultimate sacrifice, that will put an end to this human sacrifice, this holocaust known as abortion. So, yeah, if uh, our listeners out there, if you can make the one additional mass sometime soon, in addition, you know, of course, to your Sunday mass, I would say do it because so many graces are coming down on this world through the mass that, you know, we. this is going to be, the Mass is the way that we're going to be able to eradicate the scourge. Obviously, we, that'll give us the grace that we need to do all the other things. We need to go out there and march. We need to fight legislatively. We need to do all those things. We especially need to help those in crisis pregnancy situations. And, but first and foremost, you know, the battle here is spiritual and we need to use our spiritual weapons that God has given us to fight this battle. Mm-hmm. And that's not a second-class weapon, right, Father? That's actually the most powerful <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, that's, uh, in fact, the, the readings today, you know, with David and Goliath and his stones, yeah. I mean, obviously that was, that was God's power, and God, um, through prayer, through us and our prayer, um, God, God answers our prayers, and so we need to to not feel that our prayers are just a little stone, a little pebble, that right. uh, they are great and powerful and can help uh, bring down that giant of evil. Yeah. And yeah. Go ahead, Father. It, it is really a, definitely a David versus Goliath scenario because, you know, the other side is all the influence, all the money, all the power, but not so because we have the power of, of the truth and the power of grace and, like I said, the power of the Mass. And so... You know, we, we're we winning if, as St. Teresa of Calcutta said, if we're faithful. If we're faithful, the Lord's, it's His battle. He's always going to be victorious, but we have to do our part. We have to be accepting of the Lord's grace, and we have to be right in the center of His will. Mm-hmm. Well put. So, Father, um, you know, we're, we've been talking a lot today about the need to stand up for the dignity of life and, and so on, to, to pray for this. Um, we've got just a couple minutes left already in the segment, but can you just tell us why Roe v. Wade is so faulty? What's what's so wrong about this? Well, the bottom line is, and I think St. John Paul II always alluded to this, and that is that anytime you belittle the great and infinite value of one individual human life, then you're already, you know, skewed, and you will eventually continue to go off the right path. And so, at the basis of it is the dignity of each every each and every individual human being from the moment of conception until natural death. And until we recognize that, then a lot of other scourges will visit planet Earth. I, I think that, you know, obviously the crucifixion, putting Jesus to death, putting God to death is the, the absolute worst scourge that has ever visited planet Earth, but I always maintain in my humble opinion that the abortion is the number two scourge, because yes. it, it, it strikes at the heart of life, it, it strikes at the heart of the relationship between a mother and her child, and when you go to the, that core element that 
a an in, the most helpless, vulnerable, but the most lovable, and the most beautiful life the the baby in the womb. If we can't protect that human being, then we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's well said. I mean, it's uh, it's just an attack on the most beautiful, most wonderful experience of life. Mm-hmm. A mother giving life to her baby, uh, who comes from God, our Creator. Yeah, Saint Francis once said that the most, the holiest thing that you'll ever encounter after the Blessed Sacrament is your neighbor. And so we find here uh, one of the, the most profound touch points with God Himself. Father, thank you so much yeah, for being on you. with us this you morning. It, it's always, it's always uh, like 15 seconds long, is that what it seems like? So Yeah, amen. But it's an honor to be here, and uh, keep up the great work. Oh, you and too. thank you. You Absolutely. too, Father. All right, well, we're going to step away one more time, but coming up next, it's a feast day that ties together with Father Paul Stromer's namesake. Any guesses? We'll share the answer and why this feast is so important to us. We're broadcasting live from the Women's Care Center in Fargo, North Dakota. We're Brad Gray and Janine Bitson, and you're tuned in to Real Presence Live. Mm-hmm. 